Hello, everybody, and welcome to the third episode of Vinklater's Data Protection Podcast Series, in which we've been exploring developments around the Asia region. As I'm sure you know, that a lot of APAC countries and territories have recently introduced or updated their data protection laws in line with a global trend of seeing an increased focus by regulators on data and technology. We've been particularly eager to record today's episode because our regional team has been assisting a number of our clients over the last few months in ensuring that their compliance programs are adequately tailored to the data protection requirements in Vietnam. For those that don't know me, I'm Alex Roberts. I head the TMT team for Linklaters in China. And for, for today's, today's session, I had the pleasure of welcoming Hien, um, who's here to discuss Vietnam's recently enacted data protection law, which is known as the Personal Data Protection Decree, or PDPD for short. Hien's a senior associate at Linklaters alliance firm, Allens. He's based in Ho Chi Minh. Hi, Hien. Thanks, Alex. Hi, everyone. It's uh, my pleasure to be here today. So here, before we get into more detail around the PDPD, um, I know it's been effective since the 1st of July this year, so a little less than six months. Could you just give us some background as to how we got to where we are with this law being passed? Sure. So the PDPD is the latest of multiple legislations from the Vietnamese government in this area. Uh, personal data. And this year, the government issued this decree as the first ever consolidated legal instrument that deals exclusively with personal data protection. This is broadly in line with what we've seen globally, such as in the EU with the GDPR and also in the ASEAN region, like in Thailand or Indonesia. The PDPD being very much in line with the global and regional trends, it, it'd be great to understand it a little bit more in this international context if we can. So for example, the GDPR obviously has extraterritorial application and the definition of personal data is also very broad. Is it similar um, for the new Vietnamese law? Yes. So in fact, regulators have drafted the PDPD with the GDPR in mind. And uh, so it has a very broad scope of application uh, apart from applying to Vietnamese organizations, it also has extraterritorial application and can apply to foreign parties which are directly involved in or are related to data processing in Vietnam. In terms of defining personal data, the PDPD captures any information that can identify an individual. And the law provides for a detailed list of basic personal data and sensitive personal data, including race, ethnicity, and location data. I got it. And in terms of those different data types, are there different things that we have to do from a compliance perspective? So the key impact here is that if you handle sensitive personal data, then you need to have a data protection officer in the company and notify data subjects that you are processing their sensitive data. Oh, that's very interesting to, to know because particularly when we talk about DPOs for where I am, for instance, in China, it sounds like the Vietnamese trigger is much lower um, and the requirement is much stricter. Um, in, in terms of the broader compliance steps that companies need to be thinking about now to adapt to the PDPD, what would you say are the key day one requirements for them to be considering? Well, the PDPD contains many requirements, right? So such as how you obtain consent, how you deal with data subjects' requests, and how to notify breaches. And one particular requirement that stands out is that you must prepare this impact assessment if you process personal data. 
And another impact assessment, if you transfer data of Vietnamese citizens overseas, there is a deadline to submit these assessments to the authority within 60 days after you start the data processing activities. Technically, this is not an approval, but the authority may ask you to update these things at their discretion. Got it. And you mentioned the authority there. Who do we actually need to submit this assessment to? <laughs> so you need to submit the reports to this department called Department of Cybersecurity and Prevention of High Tech Crimes. And it's under the Ministry of Public Security. So essentially, we're talking about the police. From what we have heard so far, people do struggle a bit with the impact assessment process. And that is because the authority has issued a very comprehensive form that you need to fill in. And you have to fill many pieces of information and assess the data processing activities from various aspects like economic and social impact. Because there is no clear guidance on the level of detail that should be put in, people are really unsure if they should approach it at you know, high level or go super detailed. I see. It sounds like it's going to be a bit of an ongoing process for everyone, but I'm sure you you and the team are very much tracking the sort of market trends there. Um, if I can ask another question, we, we typically advise our clients around conducting compliance reviews and analysing the processing grounds that they are using in, in other markets. Um, could you tell us a little bit about what processing grounds are recognised under the Vietnamese PDPPD? Yeah, that's a good one. So. Consent is still the key route for processing data in Vietnam. And other than that, you have several cases where you can process personal data without consent. For example, in some emergency cases or where the disclosure is prescribed by law or the processing is to perform contractual obligations of the data subjects. Now, unlike the GDPR, we, we don't have that concept of processing data based on legitimate interests. And because of that, our advice to clients in normal cases would still be to obtain express consent or to have contractual obligations for the data subjects to provide the types of data that, that clients would require. That's great. So that's very much how organizations go about collecting data from data subjects. What about the other way around? One trend that we've noticed globally is that individuals are becoming more likely to actually exercise their data subject rights and submit access requests to organizations. We've been advising a lot of our clients around managing the processes here and how to make sure they're actually set up internally to deal with this increased volume of requests. What are actually the data subject rights under the Vietnamese law now? So under the PDPD, uh, the data subjects can access and copy their personal data as well as request to correct or delist such data. So, you know, usual stuff. And unlike in many other countries where you have a long period to respond to these requests, the timeline under the PDPD is only 72 hours to take action. And we, we should keep in mind that this is not business hours, but just hours. Similarly, if there is a breach of regulations on personal data protection, the timeline to notify such breach is also only 72 hours. Now, this kind of timeline is very challenging for MNCs, right? And we have seen clients 
trying to adapt the system to this rule, like with setting up central control and local contact points. And the initial response we have received so far is that uh, they just try to do their best. <laughs> and there may be just cases where you just cannot miss such tidy dialogue. So, yeah. Uh, that doesn't sound surprising. It sounds like a, a relatively short deadline compared to some of the other regions in which we are operating and advising clients. Um, I think people's next question will be, what are the consequences if they're not complying with these timeframes uh, for this requirement and indeed under the PDPD more generally? Could you give us some details there? Mm. So for now, we just kind of in a waiting mode because regulators are still working on a decree on administrative penalties in this field. So the consequences, um, it remain to be seen when the regulations will be out. Oh, I've got you. So in that case, do you, do you have any predictions as to how this regime is going to develop if there are still these de decrees to come out of the Vietnamese government? Actually, so far, our clients have started to apply measures to comply with the BDPD, such as updating their consent clauses and policies or preparing impact assessments and so on. And given the PDPD is still very new, there are many unclear issues, and we hope that there will be more guidance in the future. We think companies will also become more sophisticated in managing enforcement risks as the penalty regulations are issued and become clearer. Thanks, Ian. That's that's very interesting to hear. I think there's certainly a lot more activity going on in Vietnam than I'm sure a lot of people listening in realised. And I think what you've been saying has really highlighted, for me at least, these nuances that people are going to have to start thinking about, particularly where they're adapting their regional compliance um, programs to suit these Vietnamese-specific um, requirements that we've been speaking about. Thank you everyone for joining us today. Do reach out if you have any questions about the topics we've been discussing today. We'll be focusing on another jurisdiction in the next podcast, so please do watch this space. Thank you.